Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 87. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hey! <laughs> I can't with you today. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I think you started with good morning last good night. Good morning. Good evening. Good, good night. night. Yeah, that's how I started the last uh, one. Yep. So. It's um, like the 10th try. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. There's something different about our, we have a little secret going on right now. <laughs> We have a little secret with our filming right now. Uh-huh. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, that's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> so our normal filming pattern is is being mixed up a little bit. It's true. So I don't know. More Should we could make them guess? They'd never guess it. They probably wouldn't. Because there's no way to know. At least I don't I don't think there is. Seems <laughs> <There's> normal. <laughs> this is why no one watches. No. Uh, so yeah, back to it. Little secret. We'll tell you at the end, maybe. Maybe. We'll tell you right. Now. Yeah, we'll tell you later. Anyway, the other thing that's coming up, we talked about right before, mm-hmm. that Clint told us, do not promise this. And I immediately said, I'm going to. It's true, you did say that. Next week. Next week. Episode 88. 88. Lord willing, we get to go there. Mm-hmm. The new set will be in your view. And that. Is something that I put my stamp on because someone else has said it's true. Somebody said it was true. His <laughs> name starts with a T. It's not him. But it rhymes with him. Nice. That was clever. Thank you. It took me a second, but I got it. You ratted him out. Anyway, <laughs> if you're new to Real Talk, you're probably already you've already clicked off of this. Probably. Uh, Real Talk. What is it? It's an opportunity to talk about, despite what it seems like, life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. We're just two guys that love Jesus. And guess what? We love you too. You're like, how do you know? We do. And we just want you to know a little more about God, life, the Bible, and everything in between. We don't promise to have all the answers. We're not experts. But we do promise to take your thoughts, questions, ideas seriously. Hmm. And hopefully, if nothing else, point you right back to where the truth really is, the Bible. So, you probably say, Todd, well, how do we interact with you? Easy. AJ will tell you. Hey, you want to shoot us a question? Hey, guess what? It's anonymous. Or you want to suggest a topic? It's at www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. R-E-A-L, if you're listening on the podcast. R-E-A-L. That's right. Link is in description as yep. well on all of our... Link in bio. Our, our... That's, I think, where you can tell I come from the South a little bit is when I say our. I always say our. Our. How do you I've say I've talked it? about this before, how there's certain... Uh, I call it what? Uh, who, I call dialects? It, who slang or something? Because they're Hoosiers. Oh, Hoosiers. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking. Do you say our? Speaking or our? Uh, like our. what are what? This is who studio. This is our. This is our studio. See, well, you, well, you are. If a I'm Yankee. trying hard though, I might say our. I might overenunciate. You just it, said our. But it sounded like I, I. I think I naturally kind of do go more towards our, like our, like our, like our. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I do that. I'm told that I slip in and out of that. I, I never actually say isn't still. it either. Isn't it? Isn't it? I say in it all the time. See, I don't ever say in it. It's a hundred bucks, isn't it? That's a hundred bucks, isn't it? No, I don't say isn't, isn't it. it. I no, I think I say isn't it too. Mm-hmm. It's weird. So if you're not from Indiana and you're listening, there's a little dialect mm-hmm. for you. But some, I've been told, you might know this because you're around me. Do I slip in and out of Southern and you tell I'm from Sometimes. where I'm from? Like you, if you didn't know me? You'd be oh, like, absolutely. Oh. Certain words. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you, can you think of any? Because <laughs> you're really good at recalling facts quick. Oh, man, I'm so good at it. Um, You do it on stage sometimes. I know. You, but you usually correct yourself. I know. Or that's, I make fun of it. That's my southern <laughs> coming out. Yeah. My family I can't think of anything this, in so. particular, but. 
Hey, I love you guys. <laughs> By the way, you just, like you even said it particular. Well done. Anyway, I think we should dive in <laughs> English, you're right. I think we should dive into questions or why first? We only we have two today. Okay. Mm, I'm cool with life. All right. Took a long time, but yeah, uh, I had to ponder. Why don't you go ahead and tell us all how you're doing, man? How's the journey of life going? <laughs> and where's the good Lord leading you? Well, thanks for asking. Um, I always ask how you're doing. You do. I don't how ask are you? you, though. How are you? It's going to drive me crazy now. Um, I'm very excited, for one, because after this episode, I will not have this hair anymore. Oh, yeah. This is a celebration and a goodbye. It is, man. It's a... To your hair. It's a new chapter. You already know what you're going to do? Probably just get a fade. Yeah. I, whoever's brave enough to cut it, it's a lot of hair to try to turn into a fade. Hey, it's possible. I can literally feel like my hair is folding on the back. Is it doing that when I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are tuning in, um, this came from... We did a live show for two years, up until, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. Um, which it's on hiatus. We're going to yeah. bring it back. Uh, that'll be interesting. But it will be interesting. On one of the last episodes, there was a fundraiser of sorts for the show, where people actually we didn't even ask for this to happen. No, this was completely didn't expect this. It turned into this huge ordeal where people were betting, or essentially, uh, what's that? Bidding, bidding. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Bidding on AJ cutting his hair, AJ keeping his hair, and keeping one because you wouldn't let me pay because I was going to pay for you to cut it. I was open to it. Yeah, you're right. I'm just blaming you. I just didn't do it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it started off with this, a single donation to cut my hair, and then somebody countered it, and then it just it just got out of hand real quick. To this day, I still don't understand why they did that. Me either. I other no than idea. just like literally, hey, I want you to look, you know, <laughs> I want you to look good. <laughs> I want you to look bad. <laughs> you don't look bad. You can pull it off. Yeah. Because my hair would go like this. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm. It would be like a uh, like a mushroom. Oof. Yeah. My hair, for a while... Or it would be, be curly. My hair, for a well, I guess it's curly still kind of... It's kind of popping out a little bit. My hair Wavy. just... Feathered. You look like a 70s guy. Nice. Starsky and uh, Hutch. Yep, that's it. My mom loved that show. The show or the movie? The, the remake. show. Never seen it. Mm-hmm. No, I thought the remake was funny with What's-His-Face. Ben Stiller and... Yeah, Owen that was Wilson. when he... Went, do you remember when Ben Stiller was one of... The biggest movie stars in the, the world for a while. Oh, yeah. When he was doing all those. Zoolander. Same with uh, the guy that was in that with him. Uh, Owen Wilson. Wilson. That's Owen right. Wilson. Yeah. Doing like High Noon with Jack and, uh, Jack and Chan. Wasn't High Noon. It was Shanghai Noon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that right. is a hilarious movie. That's hilarious. Yeah, Shanghai Noon. Um, anyways, that, that went to now weird rabbit hole stuff. But uh, it's because of what's changed about <laughs> when we're filming. And how we're filming. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. <laughs> So, yes, I'm excited to get my hair cut. Um, <laughs> Me too, man. Keep going. So, uh, a more serious note, uh, man, I don't know. It's just very surreal. You know, we're soon, we're going to be graduating, doing, uh, you know, we've mentioned Lionheart before. Correct. Um, graduation for that is going to be happening very soon. And what a cool thing, man, just to see, you know, I had the opportunity to film some people asking some questions about Lionheart, and it was just super cool because they were like, man, 
I think you said this, but when you're in the middle of doing something like Lionheart, you don't realize the impact it's it's having usually. Correct. Um, yeah. Until you hear people's stories and they're willing to and the share, they're willing to share. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's just what a cool celebration it's going to be. I'm very excited for it. Um, as far as as far as my life, you well, know, and real quick, did oh, you find ahead. so people know? No, serious talking. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> about Lionheart, uh, what that is, in case people are listening. So Lionheart at our church is. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. A an intense a mission group. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Uh, an, an intense men's group for those that. Yeah. But for guys who <clears throat> hard, very tough accountability. Guys who want to grow. So there's there's group challenges in the men, and with, among the men, and then there's individual challenges because right. yours might, you might have a different one than me, but we both as men want to be you know men of God a certain way. That's right. And it's intense, you know, and. I think, I didn't, I don't have the numbers in front of me for counting, but I think there was probably 30, 35 at the beginning, I would say. And I think we're graduating 14, which should tell you. um, But, you know, I always say this. The guys that, even the guys that didn't make make it through this time, that fought, and maybe for different reasons, you know, I have so much admiration for them for continuing or for doing it, for even trying. Because a lot of people didn't, and I'm looking forward to in the the future. But it's that's what it is. And um, COVID really messed with it a lot. So it didn't necessarily go the way we wanted it to, but yeah. I think it's it was cool to see how God still used it. Absolutely, man. Anyway, it was, it was a cool. Uh, the whole the whole process has been a testimony in itself, even through something like COVID. Yeah. Because you know, I know a lot of the guys could have very easily just said, "Nah, man, we're gonna stop Lionheart and you know try to pick it back up." But people did everything they could to keep going, whether that was you know through you know video chatting or anything. Super cool. Um, but yeah, your life. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, other than that, I've been thinking about the idea that <laughs> you know when it comes, there comes a point in life, and it, I guess this is more of a I guess this is more of an open thought slash question to myself or to you or anybody watching or listening. Um, I, I wonder if there's going to be a point in life where it all makes sense. And uh, you're probably wondering, what does that mean, AJ? Is there going to be a point, I guess I'll call it a turning point for lack of a better term. Is there going to be a turning point in my life where I go, man, it all clicks. And I don't mean like, and I guess when, when I say it all clicks, I'm talking about God. Because, you know, I can say I believe in Jesus. I'm a Christian. But then on the other hand, I can go, yes, but I also still sin every day. I, I willingly choose not to follow him sometimes. So I go, is there ever going to be a day where everything clicks and I am just able to, I guess for lack of a better term, like just follow, like blindly follow Jesus, you know? Because there's always some sort of fear. There is, there is, you know, there's sin. There is... <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just all so messy. And I don't think, because I know I've, I've talked about this like a long time ago, kind of similar in the idea of, you know, will there ever be a time where it's just peaceful? But I think, you know, there's peace within everything through Jesus. But mm. <clears throat> I guess I'm just, my question is, does that even like, is that is that attainable in this life? You know, like that moment. And some people might think that that, that turning point, that moment is when you first like meet Jesus which I think that makes sense. 
And I'm not saying there's like a second coming of like a new discovery, but it's more like people think that. Yes, uh, that's not me. But um, I guess yeah, I'm just waiting, <laughs> waiting for it to all make sense, and I don't know if it ever will. As far as that. <laughs> That push and pull between yes, that you still do the things you don't want to do and exactly. don't do the things you want to do. Like yes, live out of fear every day, yeah. or like you just have those moments where like oh I should do this. No, I don't do it anyway because I'm scared or anything like that. It's just so like dude. I think you're talking about everything in the Bible. I mean yeah, that's what Paul said. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes even with you and I it becomes cliche, but you know Paul, this guy who has seen Jesus, saw Jesus, interacted with him, performed miracles, still says I struggle. To do sometimes to do these things, and so I think what you're describing is just that journey, man, of being more like him and less like us. Mm. But if you were to compare yourself now, even with all your faults, to pre-Jesus, you're a different person, right? Definitely a different person, and that's why I'm wondering if, like, if if it's more, and I think we've had talks similar to this, but like, if it's more just an acceptance of not of the unknown to a sense, and that's what that's why it's faith, mm. or you know, if there is, you know. If there will ever, if, if there will, if, oh, I can't say that. If there will ever, I can't say that. If there ever be, ever, if, if there, if will, ever there be. will ever be, thank you. <laughs> if there will ever be, um, like that moment where that all fades, you know, when you know, it's almost like the, the feeling comes, I guess. Like, will that feeling come? It's like when we talk about joy and we say, you know, Joy is starts with an action, so you do mm-hmm. the action, and the feeling of joy comes after. Mm-hmm. Is it similar to that? You know, or does it exist? What, what's the what's the it you're saying? Will we ever feel? Like, will we feel that? Like, when it all clicks, when we finally feel like, <laughs> like, is it just an acceptance of of what of that's life? Yes, kind I of. I think so to a degree, man. For me, I mean, like, is that why Paul was the way Paul was because he that clicked for him? And, like, that made sense. So, like, he was like, hey, I finally understand that this is, the, like, this is life and this is what it's going to be. And, therefore, since he was able to fully accept that, he was able to live the life he did. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, to, you know, it, it makes me think of what he said when he said <clears throat> um, to live as Christ, to die as gain. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about this. It's not a depressing thought, but the idea no. that, like, this... This is not life, Eter- like it's not eternity. And if you, if you and I who are Christians believe what we say we believe, which is things are not the way they're supposed to be, that sin has tainted things and, you know, sin being our disobedience and the separation mm-hmm. we have from God, then, you know, when you, when you think of verses that call us aliens in a foreign land, mm-hmm. um, this feeling of not being home, and with that comes this feeling of uh, this knowledge that we are not what we're supposed to be, hmm. but knowing that we could be were it not for this thing inside of us that he's slowly changing. Yeah. That makes sense. That's how I kind of line up with this sometimes. When I'm when I'm in a pot and I think that does bring peace. Because when I'm in a positive place, I'm able to say, Man, yeah, it's weird how that works. I feel like it's like a teeter totter. Because I feel like, like you said, like when you're in a good spot and like you're in a good place in your heart and in your mind, I feel like you look forward to that. But when you're either in the middle or you're on the bad side of the teeter-totter, it's like you think that 
that's when the the lies come in of, well, life isn't worth it because you're never going to reach that anyway because of the sin inside of you. Mm. Until this is all over, that's why it, that's why it doesn't surprise me that there's people in this life who are Christians that go, I just can't wait to die. But what, what do you mean by like I'm not there yet? Like I'm not a rat. What do you mean? Like being aliens to this world, right? So oh, like you're wanting to home? go home. Yeah, yeah. That's different. I thought you meant the idea of being holy. Oh, no, that, no. That, to me, I think that waiting to not do those things. That's yeah. the mystery of the gospel that, Absolutely. that we're... Yeah, the, the idea of going home. Yeah, the idea of going home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man, I think that's probably what Paul is talking about, and that's probably why he said Huge. that. So I guess I guess it makes you wonder if there is, like, even in that, like, if there's, like, when does that moment come, right? Or is which, it just something which you got to battle? Like even about that going, acceptance like, of, of going like going home, like I don't know, man. I think I think sometimes we. This is my thought. Sometimes I feel like I think that, or we can think that everyone is on the same like journey. We are on the same. We're on the journey to the same place, but it's going to look different. There are people who are going to be stronger in certain areas, and I think there's people that there has to be. It seems like who who have that acceptance, you know, early on that they that sense of like. It doesn't matter. I'm going. This isn't home. And and then there's people that I don't know. They they don't or they can't mm-hmm. um, fully, you know. And that's the blessing of being the body, because when we're around those people, we can get encouragement or push towards being that. Hmm. But they get pushed in ways too. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a Just weird thoughts. thing. Yeah, hope that makes sense. It's- what I said didn't, but you did. <laughs> So that yeah, that's just kind of what's been on my mind because I don't know, man. It's just a weird thing. I think I can find myself being pushed and pulled like that sometimes. What are you being pushed and pulled between? That's where I'm. Um, feeling like that. I guess it's that the unknown, right? Like the unknown of why, like you said. I, I guess it's the mystery, like getting pushed and pulled back and forth between not being home versus being, you know, going home, and then also. I think it kind of overlays into both, like that idea and then also the previous one of, you know, why do I keep doing these things even though I know I shouldn't or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a mixture. <laughs> and it's just very, I don't know, man. It's like, it's not, it's not even that I'm sad about it. It's more like a, it's just like, a, I guess it's, it's more of a frustration. It's like, why, why does that, why does that, I guess affect my my mind so much, mm. you know. Instead of why you know, instead of worrying about that, why why am I not worrying about how I can love people, or you know, love God and then love people, you know, whatever it may be. Mm. I don't know. So, hope that made sense to you guys. I'm just kind of rambling at this point because <laughs> <laughs> my that's how my brain works. It's just a ball of puke that comes out okay and then okay. spews and why do you have to describe it like that <laughs> <laughs> is it better than the, the mustache yeah that'll, that'll be gone soon too if i decide to shave you can shave completely or just trim it up we'll see maybe i'll bring bring back the mustache just the mustache i mean you can also just trim the beard do the just mustache what if i do a <gasps> What if I do a Fu Manchu? I have enough going all the way down. I could easily do a Fu Manchu. I don't think it's a great idea, but 
I'll laugh. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. How's your week been, man? <laughs> it's been okay. <clears throat> uh, I, don't, I don't think I need to talk a ton about mine. I think there's two things that I've continued that God is continually, Holy Spirit, you know, working on me on, and I've not been able to let go of. One is the idea that everywhere around me, people are hiding because they're afraid. And this is, and I talked about this weeks ago. This idea that people are so scared. All of us, right, to show our flaws, to show our weaknesses, or to show um, our sin. And when I look at the Bible, I see things don't seem, something's wrong. And I think, because the way that the Bible describes our relationship with each other even, is a relationship that's open and honest, and where we share things, and when we mess up, we're even feeling, and I'm guilty of this, right? I mean... There's something about it that makes us, we're afraid of being shamed. We're afraid people won't love us anymore. We're afraid people will shun us. We're afraid people. And then I started thinking, because I get the opportunity to talk to a lot of people. Right. It doesn't matter their situation. Some some have big issues and some have small. But the bottom line is, is that they all have them, but the, everybody hides in different ways. Hmm. So that makes me sad. And I want to be... And I'm guilty of it. And so with that is I want to make sure, and one of the reasons that, try not to ramble, one of the reasons that I think this is a big deal is we have to change that. We have to change that so that the church can really, that Christians can truly share struggles and mistakes, not to glorify sin, but to overcome mm. sin and to overcome addictions and to overcome all these things that they're afraid of. Right. Well, the only way that we can do that, according to the Bible, and this goes back to this weird culture we've created, and said, which is <clears throat> we confess the safe things but hide the bad things, right? It's now, weird. The sub- that becomes subjective. Because to one person, it may not be drugs or alcohol or sexual sin. It might right. be um, they've been, I don't know, doing something shady at work. Or, yeah, it could be anything. Um, sure. Or their marriage. A lot of times, bad. You know, the marriage is bad on the outside. It looks good on the inside. It looks terrible. And they don't. And what happens in in the darkness of that, in the hiding, is that these sins, these failings, these problems begin to fester and grow, and isolate us even more from other people and from God. God never leaves us, but sin causes the volume to rise, and it causes us to be hemmed in. And um, and I'm guilty of this. So I've looked at times in my life, you know, that I've, it's that lie that no one will love me after this, whatever the, this is. That's right. And so what do I, how do I want to help with that culture? Two things. One is I want to start being a guy that will do that. And it's going to, it takes a lot, right? Even the little things. It means being willing to be, to seek, to put to death the things that I shouldn't be doing but also to seek to be transparent and honest in all those things and to trust those around me that love me. That's right. The other thing, though, I think is almost even more important is in order to create that kind of culture, I have to be someone, and I said this to you the other day, I think I was, when I was talking to you about this, is I have to be someone who um, doesn't demand grace and not give grace. Everybody wants grace for themselves, but they don't want to offer grace to others. And I've had to look in the mirror and ask myself, do I create an environment in which someone feels safe to tell me that they've made mistakes. And I don't think I have. I think sometimes I have. If there are things that don't directly involve me sometimes, you know, it's easy for me to not judge. But if, and that's where I judge it. 
I think I'm, because of things I've done in my own life, I understand how people can fall into things, right? But the culture, so I think I do a decent job of that with other people by the grace of God and through my own mistakes. But those close to me, those who hurt me themselves through their own sin, right, or their mistakes yeah. or whatever, do I create an environment in which they feel safe to share that because they know that they're not going to be met with anger and rage and uh, shaming behavior, but they're going to be met with grace and love and mercy and a desire to overcome it, right? That that I see them through that, that stuff. Yeah. And so does that make sense? No, I think it does. And I, th- I just to encourage you real quick, I think you do a great job with that, you know, with me being closer to you. Because I know I've shared some crazy stuff with you. Uh, yeah. And you, and you never met me with anger. Well, I appreciate that. But I'm still growing, and I think about times that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not – I think you're right. It's primarily with people like, okay, in relationships, you know, that I've been in. And because the closer you are, <laughs> every level, right, the harder it becomes to offer that kind of grace. And I think what's crazy is, is that that affects the whole culture of the church, particularly. Makes you not want to be close to Bingo. So, and it, well, it certainly makes you say, well, why would I ever confess stuff? Because yep. you're not doing what the Bible, you know, the Bible says, confess your sins to one another, pray for each other. For the prayers of the righteous are powerful. So it's essentially that there's something about that process. I don't think it's magic. I think it has to do, one, with the humility of sharing it, and two, with the healing that comes from somebody looking at someone and saying, hey, that's not who you are. You're still Jesus. Yes. You still love you, you know, all those types of things. So that's where I've, that's where I've been at. Um, and then the other one, I said I'm going to keep it short, and I didn't. The other <laughs> one is just the idea of radical, you know, of loving people in a tangible way. I talked about this a few weeks ago in the message, Homeless Jesus, looking for ways to tangibly love people. You know, Jesus set, separated the goats and the sheep. We talked about this last week. And that has that's still going on, man, of me looking for, you know, it's been so cool. Like, that the spirit ever since that moment, and I've prayed for it is that I'm noticing the little things I can do for people. So whether it's taking out a trash bag that I see for someone or giving someone a ride or letting someone take my car or mm. asking them if they want to drink, you know, that I, I used to, I'm not saying I never did those things, but even more, or like money. I want to be someone that's generous with it because it isn't mine anyway. And I want to be more and more generous with it because I really don't care. Mm. And that's I think, good. you know, sometimes I know I love people, but the funny thing is, and I forget this, is like, I can say I love you, right? But you're only going to really know I love you through my actions. That's true. Right? You are. I might know it, and it might be true, but you can only know it by the way, by the, the things that I say and do for you. By what you put out, really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I know it 100% makes sense. So that's kind of where I've been as of late. And um, I don't know, man. A lot, of, a lot of stuff. This world is scary, and it's um, in some ways... For a lot of reasons, and I always have been coming back to the verse two that says, "Do not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a reward." Right? Do not grow weary in doing good, and that's such a beautiful thing that God knows us enough to remind us, "Hey, I know you're going to get tired sometime of doing good. Don't grow weary in doing good, because I'm going to come through." Because He does. He comes that's through. Awesome. He does not lie. God does not lie, guys. I know it feels that way sometimes, but He doesn't. It's so weird that you that you brought up the that verse talking about not being weary because I was actually going to ask you when you're bringing up like now I've seen all these tangible ways to love people like does it ever feel overwhelming now that you see it thank you for saying that because I was going to bring it up and I forgot no man that's the weird equation I've noticed is the more I do it the more I want to do it and the easier it is and it doesn't make me tired at all it makes me it, it it's What's I don't weird? know yeah man mm. yeah 
That's so, so, dude, that's so cool because it reminds me of times where I have like taken like leaps of faith in my own life too. Like I've seen that you do it a lot. And, and it, when you do it, like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And then crazy things happen too. Yep. Good thing, yeah. So that's really cool, man. So that's where I'm at. But I agree with you, man. I do resonate a little bit with what you said. I th- a little different, but man, my yeah. faith sometimes when I look at it, sometimes, excuse me. I was, I was having a conversation with somebody, was it yesterday or the day before? It was one of those. But, um, and I said, yeah, man. I said, time goes quick. And they go, oh, yeah, it's crazy. I said, yeah, man. I'm like, every day I'm pretty sure I have a, a small existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. It's like I'm 25 and I was 18 yesterday. <laughs> crazy, man. I remember having that. I was 25 last year. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, you dive into some questions here? Let's get it. Well, let's take a gander. We're gandering. Uh, I'm going to... So, the first question says, can you explain Mark chapter 4, verses 24 and 25? This has always puzzled me because typically Jesus says the last will become first, but here it says, whoever has, more will be given, and whoever, is li- whoever has little, even that will be taken away. Okay. Let's take a gander. We have not looked at this ahead of time. Nope. So this is literally this moment. And I'll be That's honest right. with you, now that I'm doing it, I'm like, that might have been silly and foolish. <laughs> but let's look at it. I know the section he's referencing, but I do want to... <clears throat> so the verses he's talking about specifically in chapter 4, verses 24 and 25 say... Okay. Um, then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear by the measure you use will be measured and added to you for the, to the one, to the one who has, it will be given. And from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Mm. <clears throat> Is there any yeah, context in this? That's a good feller. <laughs> so the context here, and then, and then again, we're just opening this. So I'm seeing already immediately chapter four, it's the parable of the sower in which Jesus talks about. Um, the idea of, of what, it's a parable about seed falling on different types of soil, which is the yeah. message of the gospel and what happens. And he talks about in verse 8, he says, still, so some of it falls on thorny ground, it gets choked out, some falls on bad, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it doesn't produce a crop, meaning uh, the faith doesn't really develop and show itself. It That's doesn't right. take root. And then he says at the end of this parable, he says, still others fell on good soil and produced a crop that increased 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. So then he explains that parable. It's one of the times that we actually get a direct um, explanation. He says, do you understand this parable? How then will you understand any of the parables? A sower sows the word. Mm. These are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away. Those are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy, but they have no root in themselves. They are short-lived, and when affliction or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately stumble. Others are sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the worries of this age, the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Interesting. Um, it says they hear the word, and it, it says they become unfruitful. It doesn't say they necessarily, uh, the other one says short-lived or anything. We'll come back to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ones sown on good ground are those who hear the word, welcome it, and produce a crop 30, 60, and 100 times. <clears throat> um, then he goes on to say, using your light, he said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it to be put on a lampstand? For nothing is concealed except to be revealed, and nothing hidden except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, he should listen. Then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured and added to you. For to the one who has, it will be given and from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. 
What do you, what are your thoughts on that? So given the context, it sounds like if you, you know, if you're willing to listen, you know, you will understand and, you know, it's best to, it's best to, oh man, it's like applying what you're hearing. That's kind of how I take it. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a good way to word that. Um, and he's saying, you know, the ones who, oh, what was it? It was a measure, and he did not. By the measure you use, it will be measured and added to you. So, for the one who has will be given, and from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Saying, like, if you don't, if you hear my word and you don't respond to it, like, it's, yeah, it's going to be taken away. Like, yeah, I think I think you're right on. Um, I think there's also um, uh, the the context of another another gospel. I'm sorry, another uh, yeah, another gospels. It kind of goes on a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you you hit the nail on the head in the context. Um, it's the idea. You know, when you come when you come to to take in with an open heart, you know, and are taking all that in. Um, what God says, it's going to grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is in the gospel is the idea that if you come in thinking you know everything, you don't know anything, right? That's if right. you come in thinking you know everything, you're not going to accept the gospel That's either. That's right. And uh, for the one who has, will be given. For the one who does not, even when he has, will be taken away. Um, see, the, oh, see, and I love the second part of that. How it says even if he has, because like it's like what you said. Like even if you, even if you hear the good news and you don't. And you don't run with it, like it's gonna be taken away. Like, like you're not, you're not using it. It's very interesting. It makes me feel like it's, it's, it's almost like he's, he's splitting up. Like, it's like here's the, you know, the real believers, and then it's kind of like, kind of like what he does with the seeds, right? Like, these are the ones that are that are gonna view great, and these are the ones that are gonna look like they're Christians, but they're, they're really not. Or if they, they knew the truth, they just didn't act on it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's almost like a continuation of what he already said, kind of. Yeah, he's just going on in it more, yeah. It's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, and whenever I hear this, if I'm honest, as I'm, as I'm um, thinking it through, it always actually makes me, and I'm glad, it's interesting you brought up, because I thought I knew exactly what section this was, but they're talking about, because there's another section where Jesus says, the way you judge others, you will be judged, mm-hmm. the measure that you, um, you know, <sighs> don't use whatever and right. it, it's, it feels that way um, but it's not it's slightly different so I think that's pretty intriguing um, I need to ponder that for a minute yeah on how to explain it better um, great question yeah anyway we'll come back to the other one come back to that let me ponder so I think this one I'm going to have to answer I did read this article briefly okay so it's thoughts on John Par- the, the question is thoughts on what are our thoughts on John Piper's article policies persons and paths to ruin okay I read um, this article by John Piper. I have a lot of admiration for him. A longtime pastor. A lot of people would know him. Theologian. He uh, essentially in this, he talks about the election, and he's like, I'm going to tell you guys who I'm going to vote for. And I'm going to, I read the whole thing. I'm going to paraphrase it real, real super simply. Okay. But essentially he says, quit trying to compare, this is what he says, quit comparing the sin of, of abortion, which would be one side of allowing that, and saying that that is 
not as serious as the sin of arrogance and the sin of moral corruption that he believes that the other candidate says. So he, he kind of, is, at the end of it, says, who am I going to vote for? He's essentially saying, I'm voting for neither candidate. I'm voting for neither Donald Trump nor Biden because that's not my choice as a Christian. I'm not limited to choose between these two earthly choices. I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially, in his mind, he's saying, if I have to choose between uh, worse or worst, I'm not doing it. You know, worse or worse. And he's, that's it. He's huh. not going to vote for either. Yeah. So, interesting. So, what are your thoughts on that? I guess just that concept. Um, it makes me the first thing that kind of popped in my head is if what if we apply that to everything? Mm. What what would turn out? You know, I feel like there's a difference between grasping reality of a situation and then also adding to the fire by not wanting to accept that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I feel like maybe John Piper's points are, you know, okay, maybe maybe they make sense, but like what is, I guess a question I would have for him is what is, what is good in, in your decision? Mm. You know, what is good in it? I think his his argument would probably be I'm not choosing evil or evil because he, he mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm doing the air quotes here just because that's his, his thoughts on it, right? Right. That's, you can go read the article if you type that in. Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's, it's, it's a bad decision. It's just more like more confused by it. <laughs> I actually kind of agree with um, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is you're looking at one thing. You're, you're assuming, um, a, to me, my thoughts on it. So he, he's kind of, I, I know his, I, I don't want to speak for him completely because I do think he's, mm-hmm. his point is bigger than abortion versus arrogance, okay? Sure. But he does use those two. He kind of uses one candidate to stand for this, the other is arrogant. I think that you have to look at, I do think there is a, I'm one of those guys that, that does think that choosing Let's even say it were true. The lesser of two evils is is the more noble thing to do. That's I agree. And um, although again, that's not my own personal thoughts on it. Uh, we live in a world where, ideally, sure, I would love that there would be a candidate for president that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt was a mature, um, strong man of God, yeah. leading our country in that way. Um, you know, and we can pray for that. But in the meantime, when when faced with uh, two candidates or in general, this is for any general election. Um, you know, if one feels, for instance, hostile to the faith and the other doesn't, if yeah. one, if one, I don't know, I think you have to look at a bigger picture. And to me, that's responsibility and leadership. It's, you know, even, even stuff as big as um, economic decisions. Okay. You know, the way that we run our economy, the way that we do those things. I don't think there's a perfect... Unfortunately, in our system, there's no perfect political candidate mm-hmm. because the party is so bipartisan, right? Or the, the government is so bipartisan. There's two, there's two parties who even the candidates that stand for them have to kind of toe the line in these certain areas in order to be in that party. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I respect his decision like I would anyone. I think sure. it's – I understand what he's saying. I think the articles so – go, go check it out. Um, I think the article is well written. I think that he makes his points 
very valid. And I will also say, he says, I don't expect anyone to follow me, you know, like mm-hmm. I, or I'm not going to try to make anyone follow me, even if I could, you know, my friends, my colleagues, even my wife, they need to do what they feel called to do. But for me, this is what I feel called to do. Yeah. And I think he's got valid points. Um, I'm not going to do that because in my mind, I do think they're, yeah. uh, I think that right or wrong, with the limited knowledge I have, I'm going to choose the candidate that I feel best represents kingdom values, even if neither of them perfectly represent kingdom values. Sure. Does that make, make sense? No, 100% makes sense. Yeah. And like, and maybe I shouldn't even say that. Maybe, maybe that's even wrong to say because there's parts of it that you could, but that's how I feel about it. Well, and I guess, you know, what I said earlier, one of my initial things I said was, you know, what if we like applied that to everything in life? You know, what if we said, well, you know, we have a we have a drug addict that comes to our church, and we also have an alcoholic. Uh, those are both evil. So I'm actually going to go with this guy over here instead. <laughs> as far as what letting him in? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's similar. You know, obviously different scale, but. That's kind of what I related it to initially in my head was, you know, trying to pick the lesser of two evils instead of just sticking with the one that you believe in. You know, finding finding the, I guess it, to me it goes deeper than that. Maybe that's what you're trying to say too, but I don't know. To me, it, it felt like it, it goes deeper than that. Yeah. Than just looking at those two things and then going, nah, neither. Yeah. So you guys can go check that out. I'm going to try to pull it up again so that yeah. people can go read the article if they want. We can um, always link it if you want. Policies, Persons, and Pass the Ruin. Now they can look it up. Mm-hmm. Policies, Persons, and Pass the, pass the Ruin by John Piper. If you just type in John Piper, Policies, Persons, Pass the Ruins, it pulls right up. Um, cool. So, yeah, I've been pondering. I was looking to make some notes because I remembered something about the idea of going back to Mark 24. Yeah. Measure. Um, but the measure you use is like a, uh, I looked this up again because I remember, um, I couldn't remember exactly, but it is a, it's a comparison to a standard, right? Okay. Um, he's essentially, because remember he was talking to, it's the idea that um, if, you, if you are measuring this, those that follow God will understand what I'm saying. They're, they will have a deeper understanding, right? More will be given. Mm-hmm. Or, or for the one who has, it will be given. For the one who does not have, even when he has, will be taken away. What little understanding he has will be taken away, right? If he's not, it won't make sense. That's my view okay. of it, kind of. But I it think that sense. all goes back over what we talked about. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, person who asks this great question, there, there are scholars and theologians debate this all the time. I think overall what you and I talked about is the idea that's in this parable of the sower and the parable of like, Taking Jesus' words and yes. hearing it and doing something with it That's is right. what really matters. Absolutely. That. So, great question. I like that we had to really think through that too and look some stuff up. Yeah. He's got my brain trying to think. Me too. You have any other thoughts, buddy? Um, you hear my voice slowly fading from allergies. <clears throat> hey, thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I had a fun time. This is Bob Ross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Um, <laughs> Seriously, though, if you guys uh, like this, make sure you like, share, comment on it, please. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, hey, you know, we're, we're being listened to in like six different countries now. How cool is that? Um, hey, if you guys want to give it a share, go ahead and go for it. Share with your friends. Get your uh, friends to listen to the podcast as well. Love you guys. So we start filming this about one in the morning. It's true. So if you guys, that was the secret. If you see them off, that's why we did that. Why? 
We had a lot to do the next mm -hmm. day. So we hope you enjoyed our exhausted rambling. But hey, great questions. If you guys have any other questions, you know the deal. Use the link he mentioned, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Give us topics. I love that someone said, what are your thoughts on an article? Mm -hmm. uh, I love the great question of Mark. Hey, anything. You can you drop it in there. Feedback. We see it. It's completely anonymous. Couldn't find you if we tried. And if you feel led, and this has blessed you in any way, I know you've got a lot. People are giving a lot of places, but um, consider donating to keep this sucker going. Mm -hmm. um, at www.theremnant.life slash give. Go to the, use the drop-down box and go down to Real Talk. That's right. I think that's about it. Thanks short so episode comparatively the last few weeks. But other than that, short. maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, see. I'm, I'm probably asleep. I've lost all track of time. Yeah. Hey, we hope you guys have a great night. Day. See, I don't even know where we're at. Hope you guys have a great day. We truly... <laughs> it's one of those days. Man. Yeah. Hey, we really do hope you guys have a great day. And God bless you.